This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Corey is ending his recovery rehab series with recovering from toxic people. We hope you enjoy this awesome word that Pastor Corey brought us. facing, despite what might what we might be going through, the one thing that we do have is your promise. And Father, we declare this morning that regardless of whatever state of life we find ourselves in, we will bless you. <laughs> that our praise is not circumstantial, but our praise is consistent with the nature of God. And since you won't stop being good, we won't stop giving you good praise. Mm. That whether we find ourselves in the valley or whether we find ourselves on the mountaintop, Father, we'll bless you. That whether we find ourselves in low places or whether we find ourselves in high places, Father, we'll bless you. That we'll magnify the name of the Lord and we'll do what the psalmist instructs. That we will bless the Lord at all times. That, that we won't bless you some of the time. That we won't bless you when we feel like it. We won't bless you when we're good. But God, we'll bless you even when we're inconvenient, Father, because you're just that good. So, Father, I pray that as we get ready to receive from your word that you will speak to our hearts today and that you will give us a word that's tailored for transformation on this morning. I thank you, Lord, for success and victory this morning, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, could you put those blessed hands together? bless you those who are, walk, who are watching online this morning could you go to your bibles i i have a word from the lord for you this morning in judges chapter seven judges chapter seven if you have your bibles physical bible or you have it via on your app your iPads. If it's an Android device, I'm praying for you. <laughs> Lucy, a devil. <laughs> it's all right. We're praying for your deliverance. Gotta have that apple. The Bible says that we should know them by their fruit. It's talking about. Didn't say it, that's the word. <laughs> Talking about the apple. Don't fire me. Judges chapter 7. <laughs> Somebody said, all right, no, all right. Judges chapter 7. How many of y'all have enjoyed this recovery season? Covered rehab sermon series. This is the last and final installment of our series. And it's going to be a good one. Judges chapter 7. If you don't have it physically, you can follow along with us online. Judges chapter 7, starting at verse 1. And early in the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all his men camped to the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 2,000 men left while 10,000 remained. 
But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Somebody says, still too many. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the man down to the water and there the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as dogs from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands while lapping like dogs and the rest got down on their knees to drink. Then the Lord said to Gideon with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. <laughs> Somebody say, let them go. Last verse, verse eight says, so Gideon said, the rest of the Israelites home, but he kept 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. It is my assignment to preach and to teach from a subject titled this morning, Recovery from Toxic People. <laughs> Recovery from Toxic People. Come on and bless God as you take your seats. Somebody say recovery from toxic people. <laughs> I'm going to do the best I can. Family, over the past several weeks, we have dove into this, this topic that, that God has been speaking to us on, and that is recovery. And over the past few weeks, we discussed recovery in many different areas. We've talked about recovery from setbacks. We've talked about recovering from self and get over yourself. We talked about recovering faith, recovering vision, and recovering your mind. We, we've been talking about recovery, not just as a topic, but recovery as a principle. And the necessity of this principle rests in the reality that many people do not embrace readily. But the truth is recovery is necessary because loss is inevitable. That, that everyone who lives at some point in time will experience loss. And we, we, we face loss because we live in an imperfect world. And because we live in an imperfect world, loss happens. And when, when loss happens, life happens. Those unexplainable experiences that, that we have that impact us for which there is no explanation for accidents and recessions and downturns and layoffs and sickness and disease and funerals and deaths. Somebody say life happens. And, and, and family, sometimes loss does not happen because the world is imperfect, but sometimes loss happens because the world is populated with imperfect people. Preach, Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. And there are times where, where we become victim to, to other people's imperfection. So this means sometimes life happens, and it also means in other times people happen. Ah, that, it means that, that lying happens and betrayal and gossip and manipulation and exploitation, but regardless if it's life happening or regardless if it's people happening, the principle is you can recover. Is there anybody that believes that despite of whatever happens, whether it's people or whether it's the world because of its imperfection, you can recover? Is there anybody watching online that believes you can recover? And so what do you do when, when people keep happening? 
not just uh, in a relationship romantically context, I'm talking platonically too. What, What do you do when somebody's imperfection keeps impacting you negatively? When that happens on a continuous basis, that means that the relationship has gone toxic. Somebody say toxic, toxic. And the one thing as I've studied that will hinder you the most and hurt you and keep you from recovering is toxic people. (laughs) In our text this morning, we, we, we pick up in Judges chapter 7. But in order for you to understand Judges chapter 7, you got to read Judges chapter 6. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version. In Judges chapter 6, we we see three things. We see uh, the Israelites, we see the Midianites, and we see a character by the name of Gideon. That over several of years, the Midianites, which is the enemy to to the Israelites, they would oppress the children of Israel, how would they oppress them? That every time that the Israelites would plant crops, the Midianites would come in the year of harvest and take and destroy all of their crops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judges chapter 6, verse 4, that's where that particular text, every single time they camped on the land and ruined, somebody say ruined, the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither the sheep nor cattle or donkeys. Don't you notice when the enemy shows up? I want you to see when the enemy show up because the enemy, he's petty. He's super petty. Because he, if, he, if he really wanted to destroy them, he wouldn't even wait until they planted. But the enemy, he will show up not when they planted. He will show up when it was time to benefit and to reap the harvest from what they sown. So here it is. He didn't stop them from toiling and sowing. He let them do that. But the minute it got time to benefit from everything that they sown, that's when the enemy would show up. Because an enemy, if he can't take you out, He'll try to make you miserable. Oh, God, I'm talking to somebody. If the, minute, if the enemy cannot take you out, he wants you miserable. Do you not know the Bible says in John 10 and 10 that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? I, I come to submit to you that those particular things, as we describe the enemy, they're not in order by accident. <laughs> he says he comes to steal, then kill and destroy. See, many a times, and there's nothing wrong with this, we shouted that we survived some seasons. We shouted that we made it, that we survived. And the enemy is sitting back like, yo, I didn't plan on killing you in the first place. He, he said, my, 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 my intent for this particular season that you were in was not to kill you, but to steal some things. But so you made it out, but your joy didn't. Oh God, you made it out, but I stole your peace. You made it out, but I stole your strength. You made it out, but I stole your identity. You made it out, but I stole your passion. You made it out, but I stole your zeal. And you're shouting that you survived, not realizing, God, the enemy has picked your pocket. But I come to let somebody know, regardless of whatever the enemy stole, you can get it back. I just wish I had three people. I wish I had ten people online that can believe it. No matter what the enemy has stole, you got to get it back. Give me back my peace. Give me back my joy. Give me back my strength. Somebody say, I need it back. 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 I'm tired of enduring life. I need to enjoy life. I'm tired of just going through the emotions. I want to live a life that's fulfilling. Somebody say, I need it back. Because he didn't die just for me to have any type of life. He died for me to have an abundant life. uh, That I'm done settling for whatever the enemy has left me with. But I needed all of what God has in store for me. (laughs) And so God, this is what he does. He, He raises 
up a man by the name of Gideon to do something about it and to help Israel recover from years of oppression experienced by the hand of the Midianites. But before Gideon and the Israelites can recover, watch this, God has him to weed out who he's going to war with. Hear me, family, because Gideon, I need you to understand everybody that's wearing armor is not a soldier. <laughs> okay, I'm looking for my section. Y'all staring at me and, okay, let me talk to the people on. <laughs> Gideon, I need you to understand that everybody that's wearing armor is not a soldier. <sighs> Make it plain. Everybody who calls themselves your friend is not your friend. Oh, God. Everybody who calls themselves your boyfriend or your girlfriend is not your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And you got to learn, watch this, not to anoint people with titles they haven't earned yet. Because love is a free gift. I'm, I'm commanded by the Bible that I got to love you, to love one another. I got to love my neighbor. Love is a free gift, but access is earned. And you got to learn how, how, how to not anoint people too soon, too early, because many of the issues in life come from when we decide to put too many titles on people who haven't earned it yet. For this is the reason why the Bible says in 1 Timothy, do not lay your hands on anybody quickly. This is the principle of picking people too quickly. This is why you don't marry anybody quickly. Talk, pastor, you're doing the best you can. This is why you don't hire anybody quickly. Talk, pastor, you're doing the best you can. This is why you don't pick people too early because although they may look good on the outside, there may be some things on the inside that you cannot see. Don't you know this is the reason why jobs have 90-day probation periods? This is the reason why jobs have probation periods. Because people show up and they look good and I know what you put on the resume. Oh, oh yes, I'm, I'm punctual. Yes, I'm a timely individual and um, I work well with others. And it sounds good. Two weeks later, <laughs> uh, I just want you to know uh, I'm running just a little late. Uh, traffic. Two days later, after two weeks, uh, I just want to let you know I, I thought you said you were punctual. <laughs> Only to come find out after the test of time, you were not who you said you were. And I cannot make a permanent commitment to somebody that is inconsistent. Because who you present yourself to be cannot be discovered until after the test of time. Can, can I be transparent with y'all and honest with y'all? So some of my greatest failures came from picking people too soon. Can, can we be honest? See, I'm being honest with y'all, so y'all can be honest back with me. We're not, we're not a, just a, a right church. We're a real church. Can we be real this morning? That, that some of my greatest pain came from putting people in places too soon. Oh, but you got to learn this. Get this in your spirit. You got to learn how to be, be confident and be good with the, with the absence of their presence. Than whether than, than being uh, frustrated by their presence, you gotta learn how to accept the peace of their absence than being frustrated by their presence. That I'm not gonna allow loneliness, and I'm not gonna allow me being alone and doing it all by myself just to put people in places that they don't deserve. But I'll wait you out. 
Because this seat, I need a different type of person. This seat, you, you need to be healthy. If you're going to be close to me, you got to have some attributes, some, some characteristics about yourself. Because this is not just about me. This is about where God is taking me. And you can't just have anybody with you if you're going to recover. <laughs> you, you can't just have anybody with you if you're going to to walk into the destiny that, that God has designed for you. Is this helping anybody already? <laughs> oh. And so over the next few moments, I, I want to deal with the type of people who you can, who, who you can recover without. I want to deal with some toxic traits of people. Now, let me just caution you. When we hear these type of messages, we often think of other people. Okay, yeah, let me let me go ahead and get in, get in your business, right? So the minute I start pointing out these points, you start shouting amen to me down because you got, you got somebody in your mind who I'm talking about. But I come to submit to you that before you start shouting, the question you need to ask, is this me? Because we all have different levels of toxicity in us. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Because it's so much easier to say, it's them, it's them, it's them. But it ain't always them. Sometimes it's you. Somebody say, it's me, it's me, it's me, Pastor. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. That's me right there. Yeah, I had to go ahead and put that out there because y'all know we be quick. Woo. Larry, he just, ugh. I'm sorry if Larry is watching. I'll, we don't, I hope we don't have a Larry. That wasn't, wasn't talking about you. But these are toxic traits of people you can do and, and recover without. And the first characteristic that I see in the text of people you can deal without and toxic traits of people is someone who's fearful. Somebody say someone who's fearful. <laughs> it's about to be, it's about to get good. Somebody say it's already good. It's about to get good and gooder. That ain't good English, but it's good truth. Judges chapter seven, verse three says, now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead so 22,000 of men left, while 10,000 while 10, remained. He, he's getting ready to recover, and watch this. The first thing God says, he says, I want you to ask those who are afraid. He, he says, I want you to get rid of, and I want you to disconnect. I need you to dismiss yourself from those who are operating in fear. Now, fear uh, is a, a natural response sometimes. There are moments of fear we all have. All of us are afraid of something, right, 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 right? Even though I'm a pastor, even though I'm a grown man, I don't do bugs. Y'all just going to leave me out there. Come on. When a minute, y'all just going to leave me out there like y'all ain't, it's just me? I don't do rodents either. Like, God. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Somebody else? Brother Tony? You're going to have to come and deal with this at my house. I might catch it, but you're going to have to throw it away. I'm not talking about moments of fear. I'm talking about a lifestyle of fear. The first thing he noticed is that if, if you're going to recover, you cannot have fear connected to your fear connected to your life. Because fear, watch this, it paralyzes. But faith mobilizes. I'll say one more time. That Fear, it paralyzes, but faith, it mobilizes. And when you surround yourself with fearful people, you risk yourself of turning your faith into fear. Because that is the motivating agent that causes you to advance, that causes you to move forward in life. And he says, I need you to get rid of and disconnect from the people who are fearful. This is why Proverbs 13 and 20 says, it says, uh, uh, walk with the wise and become wise, but a, but a companion of fools suffers harm. 
Is that the text? It says, walk with the wise and become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Watch this. I don't got to be a fool to be one. All I got to do is hang around them. I don't have to be a fool to be one. It says a companion of fools. A companion of fools suffers harm. That I become what, watch this, I become who I walk with. That's what he's saying. That, that's, that you become who you walk with. This is why your environment and the people you connect to matter. Ah, good God Almighty. That your environment and the people you connect to matter. And you got to stop spiritualizing and saying deep stuff like this. I just want to be the light in their life. I just want to win them over to Christ. Ah, and there's nothing wrong with trying to do that and, and influencing one person. But when you start to put yourself in groups of people, you're not trying to win them over because eventually you're going to be won over to them. The Bible says, watch this, I'm in the book. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals. That's the book. It says bad company corrupts good morals. I'm teaching this morning. In other words, what the Bible is saying, he's saying that their badness will influence and mess up your goodness before your goodness influence their badness. He, he's saying the bad in them will mess up the good in you. And so why are you trying to be super spiritual and deep? You need to know that they're more likely to influence you before you to influence them. I, I, I kept dealing with this because I realized that in, in, in Galatians, uh, it talks about fruit, the fruit of the spirit. That the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And such things there is no law. And then I begin to think about like these good things that God compared that he wants to produce in our life. He compared it to fruit. And then I thought about that thing. And then I thought about that thing some more. And then I thought about that thing some more. And then I thought about that thing some more, y'all. And I thought about that thing some more. And I asked myself, how is good fruit produced? <laughs> that fruit comes from a seed. A seed is planted in the ground. I'm not a farmer. I just, yes, I just know this. But in order for that seed to turn into a tree that produces fruit, what does it need? Water, sunlight, and good soil. Thank you. Good job, class. Pat yourself on the back. You need sun, you need water, and good soil. If this seed does not get the appropriate amount of sun, water, Soil, it can't produce the tree that's going to ultimately produce the fruit. Uh, Y'all missed it. The seed, if it does not get the right amount of water, if it does not get the right amount of sun, if it does not get the right amount of soil, it will never produce the fruit. Oh, God, y'all missed it. I'll say it one more time. The seed, if it doesn't get the right amount of sun, if it doesn't get the right amount of soil, if it doesn't get the right amount of water, it will never produce fruit. Because it's hard to produce good fruit in a bad environment. And it doesn't matter how long and how much you pray. You can pray until you're blue in the flames. You can read as many scriptures as you want to. But if you do not adjust and change your environment, nothing would ever be produced in your life. And some of us, what's killing us is not our religious activity. Some of us, what's killing us is our friends. Woo! I'm teaching good in here. I'm preaching good in here. Some of us, what's killing us is our connections. Every time you make a step forward, you hang back with them. And they, and they pull out the part in you, watch this, that needs to be buried. But they keep resurrecting parts of you that need to stay buried. Because that's what toxic people do. Toxic people resurrect parts of you that need to st stay buried. In other words, you know that you're working on your attitude. But every time you get around them, you always want to fight. 
Oh, uh, God, I'm talking to somebody. You know, <laughs> it's tight in here. Y'all ain't saying nothing to your boy. You, you know that you're working on your appetite, but every time you get around them, you're getting ready to smoke. You're getting ready to roll something. It's because you refuse to change your in environment. Somebody say it's tight, but it's right. When you get to a point where you're serious about your salvation, when you get to a point when you're serious about your relationship with God, you got to start asking yourself, is this the right connection? Do they enable the parts in me that need to stay buried or do they keep resurrecting parts of me that I'm trying to keep in the ground? Are they helping you become better? Or are they hurting you and making you worse? The second thing and the second toxic trait of people is someone who can't admit of wrong. <laughs> oh, it's tight. I hope y'all talking to your pastor online. Let me pull out my phone. I'm going to talk to y'all too. Let me go ahead and get online on Facebook. There we go. Here we go. Um, the second toxic trait of people is that can't admit of wrong. Now, and some of you, you, you just thought of somebody right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they, if they sit next to you, y'all just keep looking right here. Y'all watching online. You just, if you're sitting next to the person, just don't look at them. Keep looking at me. <laughs> Watch this 22,000 leave. And I just know of that 22,000 that left, there was probably someone saying, Gideon, Gideon crazy. He shouldn't have had us out here no way. Y'all know how people are. <laughs> Get, we had no business being out here. We are only 32,000. The Midianites are, are, are hundreds of thousands of soldiers. We weren't going to win no way. Only to find out that God would bring the Israelites victory. But you do know that toxic people can never admit when they're wrong. Ah, in my 14 years of ministry, what I've discovered was killed more relationship, was killed more friendships, is this addiction, watch this, to be right. That, 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 be careful, hear me out family, of surrounding yourself with people who would win the argument at the expense of losing the relationship. <laughs> That they will rather win the argument at the expense of losing the relationship. Because a toxic trait of someone is that they can never admit when they're wrong. And if they admit they're wrong, they start it with an excuse. Ah, I'm teaching good here. They say stuff like, I'm sorry, but if you hadn't did this, y'all going to leave me out here? Yeah, toxic people say stuff like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I, the reason why I responded that way, because you, no, see, toxic people, and that's another thing about toxic people, toxic people fail to take responsibility for their own actions. They always put it on you and what you've done wrong, but can never see any wrong that they're doing. Lord, deliver me from people who fail to take responsibility for their actions, but if you're going to recover, you got to have people this because I put in my notes that you got to be careful 
of, of surrounding yourself with people whose desire to be right is greater than their desire to be reconciled. They want to be right more than reconciled. When you have somebody who's for you and somebody who's, who, who really means well for you, they want the situation, they want the relationship to be reconciled. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping anybody online? I see you, Sister Lois. Yeah, uh, uh, the Bible says, uh, God tells Gideon, I, I want you to be careful of people who can't be wrong. The third trait is, I want you to be mindful and careful of people who are overly self-centered. <laughs> Narcissism. Watch this. I'm going to help somebody out, and then we'll go home. Has this helped y'all out? Toxic people are self-centered. Where do we see this in the text? The text says in Judges chapter 7, verse 5, look at it. It says, so Gideon took men down to the water, and there the Lord told him, separate those who lap with the water with their tongues as dogs from those who kneel to drink. I want y'all to get the imagery. He says, when you go down to the water, I want you to observe and pay attention in how they drink. He said, those who get down, I need y'all to see this. Those who get down, watch this, and immediately start going for it. He said, that's not somebody for you. You got to ask yourself, why is it this way? Because if somebody is walking with you that is looking at the water, the only person they can see is themselves. I thought I would get a better response than that. He says, if somebody is lapping water, I'm giving you a picture of somebody who will put your, their appetite before your need. They're so concerned about their needs and, and their wants and what they got to get that they have no, no, um, no type of, 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 of just want to look out for you. What they should have been doing is did what the other soldiers did, which is kneeling and taking it with their hand and, and drinking. Because I'm going to fulfill my need, but I'm also going to look out for you. And you got to learn how to dismiss yourself with people who always want to make every situation and everything about them. Good God Almighty, deliver me from people who are I, 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 me, me, me. Well, this is about me, me, me and what I can get. But you got to learn how to dismiss yourself from people who only interest is themselves. You got to deliver, be delivered from self-centered people. This is how, this is another example of how self-centered people show up. Have you ever talked to somebody and you started sharing what hurt you and how you were dealing with this? And they say, you know what, girl, I feel you because I've been dealing with this and I, Lord, I've been just been going through. And you in the, in the conversation, you like thinking like, wait a minute, this wasn't even about you. I didn't bring that up so you can give me your story. I needed, I needed a friend that will listen to me. I needed a friend that will hear my heart. And you got to have people in your corner that will hear your story and not make everything about them, but will in turn look at you and say, I know that you may have lost your job, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. You gotta learn how to look at people and say, I know you're dealing with health issues, but guess what? By his stripes, you are healed. You gotta, you gotta have friends in your life where you say, God, I'm going through it with my kids. And say, it's okay because God's got you. Somebody say, I need some real friends. I need some real people. I need some healthy people in my life that are not so, so concerned about themselves, but are concerned about health too. <laughs> oh, this is good. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping anybody? The, the, the problem with these people, um, not only are, are they self-centered, 
not only do they see themselves, the problem is if the eyes are fixated on the wall, on the water, that they have no vision of where Gideon is moving. Could it be that while they were drinking water, Gideon moved? Could it be while they were getting their needs met, Gideon advanced? Could it be that while they were drinking the water, Gideon progressed? Could it be that while they were filling their needs and filling their stomachs and filling their appetite, watch this, Gideon, he moved further down the longer the road. Because toxic people, if you're not careful, they'll try to keep a, a version of you that is no longer consistent with the reality, reality of who you are. Toxic people will try to keep, keep in relationship with you based off who they saw you last to be, and they have no room for who you're becoming, God. Teach Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. In other words, they try to stay stuck on who you were instead of getting right with who you're becoming. God, you got to be delivered from people who are stuck to who you were instead of seeing who you are becoming. Because as long as they don't see who you're becoming, they will try to control you by your dysfunction. They'll try to control you by your past because they like that you. But the minute you start growing, the minute you start advancing, the minute you start moving, it's a problem. Never hook up with people where your growth becomes a problem. Good God Almighty, I'm preaching good in here. And never hook up with people who see your growth as competition. You're comparing yourself with me and you mad at me, and I'm just trying to be a better me. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they do it in, in, in subtle ways. They, they say stuff like, because they, 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 they don't, this self-centeredness and, and control don't come out like that. They say stuff like, dang, you going to church again? Oh, yeah, okay. I knew it was going to get tight. Yeah, you going, you going to church again? Like, so is this going to be an every Sunday thing? Or, you know, because I believe God is everywhere, so he can meet me right here in my... <laughs> Not, yeah. They do stuff like that, and they come against you growing. But you cannot stay stuck with people who are comfortable being stuck at the water. Never moving. It's always about them. But the Bible shows us the strength of exits, and I'm done. It shows us the strength of exits. I love this because verse 8 says, after Gideon took all their provisions, and trumpets, he sent all the Israelites home. He took up his position with 300 in the camp of Midian stretched out below him in the valley. Did we just read that? Is that not the text? I, I want you to see the revelation in the text. This shout at me. And I hope it blesses you the way it blessed me. The minute they dismissed toxic people from their life. The text says that 300 men carried all of their provisions and trumpets. Wait a minute, you missed it. There were 32,000 men. We begin in Judges chapter 7 with 32,000. But by the time we get to verse 8, it's only 300 left. And the text we just read tells us that 300 carried with 32,000 left behind. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. 300 carried with 32,000 had brought. Because when you release toxic people from your life, you discover strength you didn't even know existed. 
And I come to tell somebody this morning that you'll get your strength back when they exit your life. That your strength will come back the minute you get them out of your life. That they're going to walk out of your life and they're going to make it feel like you need them and, and that you that you got to have them. But you got to learn, say, don't let it hit you. What a good Lord splits and my strength. Ah, God, it's getting ready to come back. And I come to prophesy over somebody today that your strength is getting ready to come back. Yeah, let them go, let them go, let them go, let them go. Stop being afraid of doing it alone. Stop being afraid of uh, being by yourself. Somebody say, let them go, let them go, let them go, let them go. Tell them bye-bye. Why don't you just wave right now and say bye-bye. If you don't mean well for me, bye-bye. If you don't want what's best for me, bye-bye. If you don't relationship with God, bye-bye. If you can't help me manage my money, bye-bye. If you can't come to church with me, bye-bye. If you can't help me, bye-bye. Somebody say bye-bye. That's what you need. You need a good spirit of bye-bye. That you need a good spirit of bye-bye. And the minute you say bye-bye, your strength is getting ready to come come. That when you say bye-bye, your strength is getting ready to come. Somebody shout yeah.
But, but by the time he got to the cross, there was only one disciple. And John, because the closer you get to recovery, the smaller your circle gets. The closer you get to your purpose, the smaller your circle gets. And God wants to deliver somebody this morning from being people dependent. Your need for dependency on people. When you enter into a recovery season and when you get closer to your purpose, there's a shift that needs to take place where your dependency on God has to be greater than your dependency on people. That's where you can look at, at other people and say, you didn't give me what I needed, but I'll get it from God. <laughs> you didn't provide what I needed, but I'll get it from God. I, I just I got to keep moving. I can't stay stuck at the water. I, I got to keep going after what he's designed for me. I got to keep going after what he's purposed me to do. I, I got to stay after the assignment that he's put on my life. With every hand lifted, and if you're watching online, I want to pray for you. A simple prayer. May your strength come back. Woof, shedaba. If you're the boss, yadaba na yeke. Woof. May your strength be imparted back. Even now. With their exit. We we let them go. We realize that they they need some distance in between me and them. Because I realize they are not safe. I hear your Holy Ghost. There are even some family members. But just because we got the same name don't mean you're safe. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty, help me to put distance in between those I was even born with. But let me see signs and traits of health, signs and traits of what you want me to connect with, Father. Thank you, God, that strength has been given even now to those who are here in the sanctuary and those watching online because they made it their business to release toxic people. Father, we bless your name and we give you all the glory. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and put those blessed hands together. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.